0: So we're studying on love, and more specifically, we're studying on uh, developing the love of God, or how to develop the love of God in you. And so if you would go to Joshua with me. Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. (laughs) how to develop God's love in you. We have, as I said, studied on the subject of love for a period of time. It'll do us well to study it, meditate upon it. Well, then, uh, John chapter 15, verse 12. Can anybody tell me what that says? Okay, I'll tell you what that says. (laughs) This is my, this is my commandment that you what? Love. Love one another as I have loved you. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So this is God's command to us to love one another in the same way he has loved us. So we started this particular segment of the teaching on love with the first way that you develop the love of God in you is through meditation on love or meditation on the Word of God. So we gave you a definition for the word develop. Develop means to become larger, fuller, better to grow, to evolve, to be disclosed, praise the Lord. To be disclosed, to show or to work out by degrees, to reveal, to make known gradually. All right, so then we're talking about the love of God, to reveal, to make known gradually. In photography, it means to put an exposed film or plate or printing paper in various chemical solutions in order to make the picture visible. Praise the Lord. I think they realize, the worship team realizes, somebody can make sure they realize that I'm not doing the offering right now. So that, um, okay, thank you. So... We're not doing things in the normal order. I'm just teaching the Word for a bit, and then we'll get to uh, to the other business. So, to make fuller, to become better, to become larger and have a larger capacity to love, to disclose, to work it out by degrees. In other words, work out what's on the inside. The love of God has been put in your heart by virtue of the new birth, so you're working it out to make it known gradually at a reveal. So what's on the inside is revealed on the outside. In photography, to put an exposed film or plate or printing paper in various chemical solutions in order to make the picture visible. So what is within... The image of God in you, the love of God in you, could then become visible. So then it becomes tangible. It becomes something that someone outside of yourself can identify with, that they can identify God's love in you and through you. So then the love of God becomes, as we have uh, taught, a fruit. The love of God is the fruit of the Spirit. Well, how do we get what's on the inside to come to the outside? And we said our first point was by meditation on the Word of God, by meditating on God's Word. So meditation draws it out. Meditation pulls what's in you out of you, or... It identifies what you have in you, and it makes that then become visible so others can see it, others can experience it, like your family, your friends, even your enemies, love your enemies. And so, the love of God is something, it is like a commodity, or it is something that is real. It's not something that you have to drum up. It's not something that you have to try to just have a feeling. It's something that is a tangible substance. It's God's love on the inside of you. But it can surface, if you will. It can come out of you. So we talked about it as a fruit. So if it is a fruit, then you as a Christian can bear it or you can produce it so that others can taste it and experience it. All right, well then, if meditation on the Word is going to be one of those things that enables you to develop it or to grow in it uh, and see it revealed, then that's something we have to practice on a consistent basis if we're going to continually develop in it or continually uh, see that come forth. Uh, What's on the inside come out of you? Well, meditation on the Word brings it out or draws it out. All right, so let's go to this verse. We've looked at a number of verses about meditation. So we'll look at this one in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. Uh, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt what? Meditate therein. Day and night. Very similar to Psalm 1. Meditate in the law of God or the word of God day and night. And you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit or her fruit in his or her season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does or she does shall prosper. Well, then this one says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. The word meditate means to mutter, to speak, to utter, to talk with oneself, to, t- to, te- to talk to yourself, and to pour over, to go over the Word again and again. So it's not something that you can just say, well, I did, that. I did that once. I've done that. No, it's something that is ongoing. So it's something you have to constantly do on a consistent basis, and you do it every day, and you do it day and night. Meditate in the word day and night. So he said, if you will meditate on the word day and night, there is then a purpose in that. He says, now let me just uh, just go back. He says, this word or this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, simply meaning you keep that word in your mouth, but you shall meditate, you shall speak it, utter it, talk to yourself. Say the word over and over again. So it might just be one phrase. You meditate. You chew on it. It's like a a, a cow chewing his cud. They actually, it comes up, and then they swallow it. Then they, it's like going over. 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 Might be a little crude. As far as the illustration, but it's really what has to happen. It comes in, it comes out, comes back in, comes out. And that's the way you meditate on the Word. You go over and over it. So what's happening is your mind is now connecting with your spirit. Your mind starts thinking the thoughts of God that are actually coming out of your spirit. What's on the inside is coming to the outside. It's affecting your thoughts. And then it affects your life or it affects your behavior. It affects your attitude. It affects your actions. It affects your verbalization, your words toward others or about others. Thank you, Jesus. It's not always what you say to someone, it's what you say about someone. So it's what you say when they're not there. It's what you say when they're not present. The proof of love is your behavior outside of one's presence. In other words, the way you behave in their presence and the way you behave outside of their presence. If you honor someone in their presence and you honor someone outside of their presence, then you have found true honor. Then you've found how to behave, how to act, how to treat people. All right, so God's love is genuine. It's something that is sincere. It's something that is not so. Su- Uh, something you just do while somebody is present with you. So you want to maintain their friendship. It's something you do when you don't see them or they don't see you. They don't hear you. They don't know what you said. Eventually, they will. But your behavior and your attitude and your words and your honor within their presence and outside of their presence. So... God rewards honor that you do in both cases. Because God sees it all, hears it all, knows it all. So, He honors your behavior. He honors your honor. He blesses you for your honor in your relationships because you honor in their presence and outside of their presence. And the Scripture says a little bird will cause it to come back to them. The things that you say in secret will be uh, spoken on the housetop or shouted from the housetop. So in other words, God knows the whole story. God knows your behavior in someone's presence. He knows your behavior outside of someone's presence and the way you treat them and speak of them. He knows how you live for Him The Scripture says, all things are naked and open unto him with whom we have to do. In other words, God sees the whole picture. He sees the whole story. He knows the whole deal. It's amazing how people think that they can behave in a certain way within someone's presence and behave in another way outside of one's presence. It's amazing. In other words, it's delusion. But people do it all the time. It's a delusive way to think. In other words, love is genuine. Love is not just when you are looking at somebody and they're looking at you. They're hearing you and they know what you're saying or know the way you're acting. So genuine love is within someone's presence and outside of someone's presence. All right, so let's go to this verse again. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it, mutter, utter, speak, talk to yourself. Day and night, for what reason? That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. That you may observe to do. So the purpose in your meditation in this verse is that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said, for then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. Success, another interesting uh, thing that people's perspective of what success is. The highest type of success is that you obey God and you serve God and his blessing is on you as a result. Cuz a lot of people chase success but they're not successful. They may even get a lot of money but they're not successful. But God wants you to succeed in all areas of your life. Amen. So God wants us to prosper. He said and have good success. So I'm going to go to this uh, phrase here. I'm going to primarily emphasize this phrase in this verse, that you may observe to do. That you may observe to do. James talks about us not just being hearers of the word, but what? Doers thereof. So, why continue to teach on the same subject? Because there's a... Active ingredient that, if received, eventually will produce action that will then produce fruit. Growth occurs when someone receives a word, hears a word, goes over and over the word, meditates in the word, and then begins to do the word, act upon the word. Because your mind is a slow learner when it comes to spiritual things. Because everything in your natural mind, in your natural mind that is, in your natural mind and reasoning defies the principles of God. So it takes time for your mind to catch up with your spirit. Now you can get in the spirit in a moment and you can connect with God. And then you can be in the same day or in the same hour. Or in the same 30 minutes, or in the same 10 minutes, or in the same minute, you can flip back to the flesh. Now, if you walk with God any length of time, you know what I just said is true. And you know anything about what I'm talking about, you know that is true. A person can flip from the flesh to the spirit. But consistency in walking in the Spirit, which is really what God is after. And that's what he's after because that's where the real fruit-bearing process will occur in its greatest measure. So, God wants us to be able to consistently walk in the Spirit. So, Brother Hagen used to say it this way. He said that uh, it used to take me hours to get in the Spirit, and now I can just... Flip over into the Spirit. In other words, I can get in the Spirit in a quick moment, in a short amount of time. And I've watched him speak and preach and even prophesy in the middle of a prophecy. Let Let me get my tongue hooked back up to my spirit. In other words, even, even. When you're so close in the Spirit, you can slip over into your natural mind. And you can think you're in the Spirit and actually be in your natural mind. And people do it all the time when it comes to prophecies. They think they're in the Spirit and they think they're speaking from their Spirit, but they just flip back into their mind, their natural reasoning and have made judgments in their own mind, and they speak out of their mind and not out of the spirit. So it happens. Well, I can tell you if Dad Hagen can slip over into his natural mind, I can tell you anybody can. And so it's really something you have to develop to get in the spirit and to live in the spirit and to walk in the spirit. Because that's where love is. You may have affection in your natural mind. You you may have an affection for somebody. But love is originally something that originates from God. And it originates in your spirit as far as your personal experience. (laughs) It comes out of your spirit. But it originates with God himself. So it's something that comes out of your heart. It's something that comes out of your spirit. When it comes to your mind, your natural mind, you can have a lot of mixed emotions. You know what I'm saying? You can have some really mixed emotions. You're, in one moment, you love somebody. In the next moment, you're mad as a fire. <laughs> and so you have to, you really have to evaluate sometimes whether or not that's the Holy Ghost Or is that just your own personal uh, anger? (laughs) And so the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you to distinguish. Well, now, again, he says that uh, you may do. Observe that you may what? Do. Observe that you may do. So James says, but be ye doers of the word and not just what? Hearers. 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 So a hearer can be a hearer and not a doer. So if you keep hearing and you get past your natural reasoning, where your reasoning says, Well, I heard that, 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 that." it's like a broken record. I said, No, I'm hearing. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So it's just like you can, you can get bored with teaching, just like you get bored with meditation. But if you ever get bored with teaching or meditation, your growth will be stunted. It's the way it works. But if you water the Word, Brother Hagen said, initially, you sow the seed by teaching the Word, And you water that seed by teaching the word. You sow the word by teaching the word. And you water the word. One sows, another waters, God gives the increase. So the increase will not come without the watering process. In other words, there has to be some ongoing teaching on the same subject with the same word, same truth. And it has to be watered in order for the increase of God to occur in your life. So fruit-bearing is a process. Fruit-bearing has to have the sowing process and also the watering process. You have to sow the seed, plant the seed, and water it again and again so that, you know, my wife has received flowers. People have been so kind. Our staff sent some flowers, beautiful bouquet of flowers. And... Uh, you know, they're just going to die if you don't water them. And they're going to die really quick if you don't water them. So it's, it's, it's interesting to watch that water line go down. And some stems are shorter than other stems. So if you don't keep the water level up to where the short stems are, those flowers are going to die first. In other words, they're not. All right, so you can just use that as an illustration of a plant. There are deep-rooted plants, and then there are shallow-rooted plants. And so as we are growing in Christ, there, we were, our intent is to grow deeper roots. And our intent being to grow deeper roots, if you'll just keep watering Uh, in your life, then your roots will go down deeper. In Las Vegas, most things, most plants don't have real deep roots because we don't have deep water. But in your life, you can have some deep water, and you can have some deep roots, and if you're rooted and grounded in love, according to uh, Paul's uh, prayer in Ephesians uh, 3, then uh, when uh, the tests are there, then you got some water Uh, when other people don't survive. (laughs) In other words, those short stems or those short-rooted people, uh, they're not so easily uh, uh, able to stand because they don't have any good roots. And they're not getting the water. They're not getting the supply. And if you don't get the supply of water, then you're not going to thrive. You're not going to live. Or you're not going to certainly grow. Or bloom, blossom, produce fruit. So the key is you keep doing the Word. You hear the Word. You meditate on the Word. And then now you got to do the Word. So when you do the Word, act on the Word, that's when the power of God is activated in your life. All right. So now he says meditate on the Word that you may observe to do. Observe to do. Let's go uh, to... Actually, my second point is obey God's commands or obey the commandments. Obey the Word. Just be a doer. So doing implies you meditate. That's your purpose is so that you can do, that you can act, that you can actually follow through. All right, so let's go to 1 John chapter 2. If you'll turn with me, please. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, we'll begin with verse 3. In verse 3 it says, Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. You know that you know him if you what? Keep his commandments, or you do his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments... It's a pretty strong language here. But you know, the Bible has strong language. He says, He, if, if, if he saith, I know him, and he doesn't keep God's commandments, he is a liar. And the truth is not in him. The truth is not in him. If he doesn't keep the commandments, then he doesn't really know God. Is that what he said? And uh, he's actually lying or he's telling an untruth to say, I know him, but he doesn't keep God's commandments. He said, verse 5, but whoso keeps his commandments or his word, in him verily the love of God is perfected. Whoever keeps his commandments or keeps his word in that person, the love of God is perfected hereby. We know, hereby know we, that we are in Him. So that gives you confidence that you're in Him. So how is it that the love of God is perfected? Not just by meditation, because the purpose of meditation is that you may observe to what? Do. So, obeying the commandments of God is what actually causes perfection or maturity to occur in one's life. Read it again. Whoso keeps his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. All right, you've heard me say the phrase in this series, uh, the love of God itself is perfect. Right? God's love is perfect. So you're not improving upon God's love. That is a commodity that is God-given, that originates with God, comes from God, deposited in your heart. So you're not improving on the love of God. But you are being perfected in that love. All right, so then... That means, basically, that you're maturing in the love of God, so you're growing in the love, and that's what develop means, to grow, to evolve, to develop, to bring it out, to reveal it, to show it by degrees, to bring out the image of God that is in you, what's in you coming out of you. All right, so then, while you're meditating on the Word, then that starts coming out, it starts being revealed but now you're actually in that process of that being revealed. It's actually action. It becomes action. It becomes words. It becomes tone. It becomes facial expressions. It's not just, it's not just that you said something. It's the way you said it. And so now your attitude of love is coming out As well as your words, your actions, your deeds. 1 John says it this way, don't love in word only, but in what? Deed and in what? Truth. In truth. So if it's in word only and not in deed, then it's not actually a full expression of the love of God. So what we're after is not just words, I love you. What we're after is action that follows words. Words that are demonstrated with action. And so, and in this case, in this verse, he said the love of God is perfected in you, or you're perfected in the love of God. He said in him is the love of God perfected. So hereby, we know that we are in him. By this process of development in growth and perfection or maturity uh, happening in our life, we have great confidence in who we are. Thank you, Jesus, and who God is and who he is in us. Verse 6 says, He that saith he abideth in him... Ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. The, word, the person says he abides in Jesus should actually walk the way he walks. So then, how is it that we're going to be perfected or be, have this love of God perfected in our lives? It's by actively engaging. It's by doing. Or we could say it's by practice. It's by practice. I heard uh, Pastor Mark Hankins say recently uh, that uh, they went to a a professional basketball game, but before they they, uh, were able to see Steph Curry in his practice and watch him practice. And he just kept on doing the same thing over and over, shooting baskets. You don't just get that excellent by just doing it a few times. You may be very talented. You may be very gifted. But in order for you to be that good, you got to keep doing it over and, over and 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 over again. So, he would just keep... Shooting the same shot over and over and over and over and over and over until he has that mastered. But do you know he doesn't just do that once? He does it day after 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 day, and it becomes a lifestyle, a committed lifestyle. This is what I do, this is my job, this is what I do. I want to succeed. I want to be successful at this. So I'm going to have to repeat this over and over again. I'm going to have to act it out. I'm going to practice, but I'm going to perfect my practice. In other words, if you shoot wrong over and over and over and over and over and over again, you're going to shoot wrong when the game is on. When it's going to really matter. But perfect practice makes perfect. And when you determine, a person that is a professional is going to have to be determined to do it. To do it daily. It's it's something I do. And there are those that are very excellent and very skilled and very talented, but they get distracted by other things in the world and life. And you see it, it it shows up in their life. It shows up in their game. It shows up in their experience. Well, God wants us to stay focused. We're talking about the spirit of faith and uh, as far as in the morning, the process of faith, about staying focused. Well, when it comes to love, faith works by love. So if you want your faith to work well, there's going to have to be some application of the love of God. And on a continual basis. And uh, when you see your game a little off, thank you, Jesus. If, you get, if your game's a little off, you're going to have to do some more practice. It means you're going to have to, uh, what the old timers used to say, rededicate. you got to rededicate yourself to the practice session, to the doing of the Word, to the action, to the love walk and say, God, I I need to work on this deal. So you got to go back to the meditation process. Then go back to the doing, the action. Because we don't want to just be a hearer. We want to be a doer. And so if you're a doer of the Word, then you're going to produce the kind of fruit that God wants us to produce in our life. So it's really an ongoing process. You never have got that down Fully. No matter how good you are, no matter how advanced you are, no matter how mature you are, you're going to have to go back over it again. Thank you, Jesus. So, the Holy Spirit just wants us to uh, dedicate ourselves to this meditation process and dedicate ourselves to acting on the Word or doing the Word so that we can perfect our game or perfect our walk of love. Be perfected in the love of God or grow in the love or mature. You could look at other translations. It'll say mature or maturity. Come to maturity. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to just give you one more phrase Brother Hagin used to say. He said, about the time I think I'm doing really good, something comes along and knocks my head down where my feet were just a few minutes ago. In other words, you think that you're doing really good in this love walk. And then something happens. Somebody does something. Ah. And your reaction is not exactly what uh, we call perfect love. <laughs> Amen. Or God calls perfect love. So you have to re-evaluate. And you have to go back to the same basics. All right. So what does Steph Curry do? He just goes back to the basics. Or any other uh, skilled a uh, professional person at their game or their sport and so they have to go back at it they have to get after okay where am i where where's my weak spot here and, and i got to correct that i got to make that correction because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again you get in that bad habit right you get in a bad habit And and you're not at your highest potential. You're not reaching that highest potential when the game's on, when life is happening. You're not reaching the highest potential of walking in love because uh, you've got this bad habit that you haven't corrected and you haven't dealt with it and perfected your practice. So life is a practice. You know, uh, recently... We've been to more doctors than I've seen pretty much in a lifetime. I'm doing a lot of follow-up doctor appointments. Got more doctor appointments this week. And, you know, what are they doing? They're practicing medicine. They practice all, all the time. And they're practicing and they're wanting to perfect their skill and they want to have greater knowledge and they want to do better. And believe me, I appreciate the medical field right now. I have a great appreciation for people who have helped to save my wife's life. And and who practice medicine, but they are practicing. And they're practicing every day. And so they're perfecting their skill. And their knowledge and their understanding, so they can do a better job the next time. And they have knowledge to help people along the way. So, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Well, we're in the practicing of the love of God. So, somebody say, I want to be a hearer and a doer of the word. Amen? A hearer and a doer. We want to act on what we hear. We want to practice it. Praise the Lord. So if we'll practice it at the house and we'll practice it in our relationships, life just gets better. Amen? And better. Instead of bitter and bitter, it gets better and better. Amen? So trust I'm helping somebody. If I'm not helping you, I'm helping myself. Amen. But I believe I'm helping you. How many are getting some help? All right. Somebody tell me something you learned tonight. Just a quick phrase. About the time you just learned that tonight, Pastor Andy. (laughs) (laughs) About the time you think you're doing good, something comes along, knocks your head where your feet were. All right. Something else. Somebody learn. Say it again. Perfect practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Anyone else? Need to be a doer of the word as well as a hearer. A doer as well as a hearer can't be a doer if you're not a hearer, right? So you have to hear it in order to do it, but you always want to follow your hearing with doing. Someone else? You have to meditate continually. The Scripture said tonight was day and night, which would mean continually, Right? A continuous meditation on the Word. All right. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. All right. Anybody over here learn something? No pressure or anything. Thank you, Lord. Yes. I'm sorry. It's the math. As we grow in Christ, our roots will go deep. The deeper your roots, the more stable you become. In other words, when the winds of adversity come, you're not easily swayed or, or, or taken down. Uh, just from the wind recently, you know, for exercise, uh, I've walked some in the park not far from my house, and so... You go down that trail and you see some of those trees. I mean, literally, the roots are out of the ground because the wind took, took them out. Some trees are like this, some trees are like this, and some are standing. So, your adversity does not have to determine your stance. No, your roots are what determine your stance. You can stand upright because your roots go down deep. May bend a little bit with the wind, but you'll stand upright. Yes. Meditating on the word increases your fruit bearing. Am I right? Am I hearing you correctly? Okay. Yes. Get in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit. Get in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit. That is a, that is a uh, development. You have to develop it. it, it it's not just going to happen for anyone. It, it's something you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. It's not just a work thing, but it's cooperating. It's action. It's, it's a development process. Get in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. So in the Spirit is a key phrase throughout the New Testament. All right, anyone else and we'll close. All right. Yes, Linda. The fruit of love is your behavior outside of one's presence. So It's not just what you say in their presence. It's what you say outside of their presence. All right? So it's a good, good lesson to learn because your flesh, let me just say, your flesh has this weakness. And I'm talking to everybody in this room. Your flesh has this weakness. It has tendencies to lower your honor or respect outside of one's presence. It is the nature of the flesh. So you have to know that and don't just, oh, that's other people's problem. No, that's your problem. (laughs) It is everybody's problem because that's your flesh. So you have to deal with your flesh. No one else can, you know, fix your flesh. Others can admonish you. To deal with your flesh, but no one else can control your flesh. They try all the time. We do. We put them in prison and things like that. <laughs> but it still doesn't control the flesh. No, that's one's personal, your personal, my personal responsibility. Does that make sense? All right. Yes. Peggy Love one another. That's that's down to the basics, right? Love one another. How are we supposed to love one another? As I've loved you. Amen.